Okay, what's up, everybody? Give my dogs time to settle, settle down. Uh, okay, I love being outside. Um, while doing podcasts, I'll be outside while studying. Um, there's just something about having my dogs around and just letting, um, just staring at God's creation, the trees, the skies, everything, and uh, and all. And actually, this thought just came to mind how we was in our mother's room for nine months and and all, but we started somewhere, right? We started in the hands of God. He knitted us. He knew us before my before. Um, before I was even in my mother's room, he created us fearfully and wonderfully made. Same thing with the dogs. He created dogs to be a light in our lives. He created dogs to be a joy in our lives. But again, they started somewhere. God needed them just as they did us in their in their mother's um, belly and all. And, and all. And I'll tell you, these dogs are definitely a light in my life. They're definitely a joy in my life and all. And um, I'm telling you, they're just spectacular animals, uh, and all, and I love them. Okay, so today we're going to come out of two verses, Isaiah 6 and Hosea 1. When I read Isaiah 6 last night, and all, and I was doing this post on Facebook, this whole new perspective came to me about this verse. Like, I read this verse so many times, I could tell you this verse, there is like, Sometimes you know the verse and you can't quote the verse, but then there's some parts that you just get hung up with. So, um, I read this verse like several times and all, but when I read it last night, this whole new perspective, it was like, okay, like this whole new understanding of the verse. And my eyes was really open to that last night. And I'm telling you, the way that God reveals stuff to us is just amazing. And like, um, I'm going to share this, a little part of this too. One of my friends on Facebook, I, I just really felt like that guy was leading me somewhere. I just got through crying out my eyes, crying out my eyes, my youth leader, because, uh, there was a lot of stuff going on. I felt like my friend was using me. I did not think she was really a friend of me. I was over to her ex. So there was a lot of stuff that was going on in this past week and I, Wednesday, I woke down, I cried, and I cried to her because I knew, like, it was just overwhelming. I did not know what to do. I knew some stuff was wrong, some stuff wasn't. I knew that. Um, and automatically, she said, you have a knowledge that some stuff is wrong and all. You have really a knowledge that and all, but, and I was like, it's just so hard. Like, I know, and I have a knowledge everything this past week but again it's just so hard we have the world all around us that's giving us this order that's giving us that order and all and it kind of goes back to where we were talking about romans 12 2 on the first episode where where it was like do not be conformed to the powers of the world but be transformed by the renewal of the mind so you can test god perfect and pleasing will and and when I read that, and when we read that verse, we'd be like, okay, I know I got to let God into my life. I know that I need to be transformed, but we know in mind. I know that if that, 
I knew that God is good. I knew that God is mighty. I knew some of the stuff that may be happening is not him. But how do I let go of it? And that is the hardest part about the verse. We read that verse so many times and we be like, okay, I have acknowledged some things wrong in my life. I have acknowledged I have knowledge that the world is intervening in my life, but how do I let go of that? How do I literally be transformed by renewing the mind? How do I literally say, I don't want to see anymore, give me a vision? How do I literally say, how do I literally say that, okay, God, I'm ready to step into what you have for me? How do we do that? And I know it can be so hard, but it's by faith and only by faith. Okay, then I also did this thing on Facebook where it was basically how uh, we have like a big heart to serve, but when God tells us no to serving that thing, we automatically tell God no because you, we have a too big of a heart. But it comes into a matter of, okay, saying no to that thing that God, that we ain't supposed to serve anymore, that God don't want us to serve. And I know this could be so hard, but it's by faith. And only by faith that we have to say no. We may have the biggest heart in the world, but at some point it's up to us to say no. It's up to us not to say yes, but no. No. God tells me to say no, so I'm going to say no. And say, like, I'm going to go back to this, David and Goliath. When David was sighted Goliath, he wasn't looking on Goliath's strength. He, he, was looking on, he was looking on God's strength. But then he knew later on he would have to pick up that stone to defeat Goliath and, he, and, and all. And so that's like sometimes our situations where we literally, God gives us a thing to throw at our situation, but we don't throw but we don't throw the thing that God gives us. So yeah, um, I just, I really feel like that God was letting those thoughts come into words and all. But I just wanted to share that piece of that with y'all. Just say this, God is mighty. God is wonderful of our, of our praise. And this kind of goes back. I am going to write down some notes. Um, this kind of goes back to what we're going to talk about today. And this is going to be, um, this going to be out of Isaiah 6, where it talks about how sometimes our strength falls. But this is a new perspective that I have on the of this verse. And as we're flipping to this verse. <clears throat> And we're about to pray before we get started. We're about to pray before we get started and all. But my new perspective of this verse is how... And there's and one part of the perspective was always there when I read this verse. And it was about how sometimes God lets our strength die so we can see Him. So that we can actually see Him. But my totally new perspective of this verse was how sometimes our strength is of this world. And I'm going to try to find this thing that I wrote. Sometimes our strength is of this world. And when it dies... 
let's see how I can put this. Such as our strength is all this world. Hmm. Can't figure out how to put this. Um. So. I am trying to find this post. Um, one second. Okay, I can't find it. Great. Um, we're just gonna let God lead us. How about that? Okay. Let me pray, dear Father. I just, I love you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for this other opportunity, Lord, to just speak, Lord. Um. Lord, I just pray that you speak through me, Lord, so they won't hear my voice, but they will hear yours, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Okay, so my neighbor said they love this verse. It's basically like this. I'm going to read the first verse. This, um, Isaiah 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train of the temple, uh, and the train of the road filled the temple. So that was in Isaiah 6. Uzziah in Isaiah 6 means strength. Means strength. Whoa. Okay. Means strength. And I started reading that verse last night, and one thing that really stood out was this. I read this verse before, and I was like, okay, sometimes God lets our strength out so we can look to Him to find our strength. But this new perspective was like, okay, this. It was like, the reason that He lets our strength die was because the strength was found in the world, not Him. The strength that we thought we had was not founded in Him. Was found in the world. And when our strength is found in the world, it is fragile. Literally. Even as Christians, we are all fragile. Even when our strength is found in God, we are still fragile. There is a verse on, on basically how we are fragile and all. Um, I don't know what that verse is right off the top of my head.
Oh, we have that light in us, shining in us. We're still fragile. And just knowing that we are fragile, just knowing that we are broken, just knowing that we are, just knowing that we are, just knowing that we are depressed, just knowing that we are, as Christians, still all these things, says a lot about us. And you might be like, what, what, what is she going here? This is where I'm going with this, is because... Me especially, maybe a teenager, my emotions is crazy. The doctor literally said that the other day. And I'm telling you, I have these moments of being happy. I have these moments of where I don't want to be around nobody. I have these moments of where I just want to call my eyes out. I have these moments of where I just don't know how to go about stuff. I have these moments of I acknowledge, I'm, I'm not, I, I acknowledge God. I, I acknowledge the thing that he's trying to do. But personally, I can't do that. I have those moments. And I'm telling you, we all have those moments. I have those moments where I, I'm depressed and I stayed. We all have those moments. But in those moments is when we actually be able to cry out to God. I found myself, every time that I broke it, every time that I go to church, and they're literally like pointing to this phenomenal message. God literally speaks to me through this phenomenal message that I preach and preach. And where they call the altar call, I'm literally like, to where I didn't go up there. And when I go up there, everything relinquish. My depression relinquish. And that's the thing is about God. When we pray to relinquish all the depression, all the stress, all the anxiety, everything. When we relinquish that, He gives us hope. He gives us peace. He gives us love. He gives us His strength. So that's the thing. When our strength is founded in the world, it is weak. And we look at, I'm going to go here for example, we look at drug addicts. And we look at the ones that smoke in weed, the ones that smoke in pot, the ones that drink it. After they get through inhaling, not exhaling, inhaling all those chemicals. Well, I'm not going to say chemicals. I'm going to say um, the stuff that they're inhaling. <clears throat> Makes them weak. Literally. Makes them weak. Until where they wake up the next morning. They running, they, they're running into doors. They're, they're like literally so weak. Until they probably cannot even get out of bed. That's how weak the stuff that they're inhaling makes them. Okay, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I try to wait once. Actually, it was more than like... I tried it once, but it was more than one vape. It was like three, I think. Yeah, three. One was blueberry. One was mint. And I cannot remember the other one. But I'm telling you, I never vaped my whole entire life. So my boyfriend, at that time, he was my boyfriend. Now he's my ex. When he asked me, do I want to try I was like, uh, sure, why not? Okay, so I was very vulnerable in that moment. And once I saw that vape, I'm like, uh... Uh, 
Yeah, that baby looked good. Let's try it, okay? I was baby born more that moment. We was on the way to church for our child to save. I literally, like, coughed my head off. Like, seriously. Like, uh, I mean, when I inhaled that, I mean, it did not feel good at all. It looked good. Don't get me wrong. And this is where I'm going to go to this with this, too. Drugs may look good, but it's not good. Um, so, I think the one that definitely has more of an impact on me when I tried that was the mint. That mint was strong, for sure. And I was like, babe, well, baby, um, uh, I'm going to give you $2. Can you please, when we get out, can you get us a drink? And so, he got us a drink. I... I ended up getting a little bit of it. I did not want much. He ended up having grass and all. But I say this to say this. That vape looked good. That vape looked like something that would be fun to do. I mean, I always dreamed of vaping. No lie. Being vulnerable. Being humble with y'all. I dreamed of that. I literally dreamed of, okay, one day I'm going to vape. One day I'm going to smoke. But now... No, you won't catch me picking up a vape. You won't catch me picking up a cigarette. You won't catch me picking up none of that stuff because after I inhaled that, I'm I'm like, uh-uh, I was on high for a moment. Like, no block. And that's what the strength of the world does. It puts us, if you're making notes here, and if you want to write, you say I mean strength, and then when our strength inside of the world, it is weak. Please highlight strength in world. When our strength and sound in the world, see how to put this. Uh, dogs. Okay, when our strength is sounded in the world, it puts us on a pedestal. You want to write pedestal? You can. It puts us on a pedestal, literally. It makes us seem better because we're doing this. Because we're in a gang, it makes us seem better. Because we're doing drugs, it makes us seem better. But God's love also puts us on pedestal. The definition of pedestal. He places us on this foundation of love. He places up us on this foundation of strength. He places up us on this foundation of hope, of love, of kindness, of joy. He places us on that foundation like drugs. Drugs places us on this foundation that makes us weak. But when we are founded on, when we are founded on God's strength, God's love, God, everything, when we are founded on that, we will never be weak. We may fall, but in Him, we are. We may never be weak. And I am going to take that back just for a moment. We may fall. We may fall like fragile clay, but that's what we automatically know, okay? God... If you are the one that's breaking us to this point, mold us. Teach us. And I know my prayer, every time I'm not broken, is God fix me. Not God use me. 
and when I and when our prayer becomes God use me and not God fix me, that brokenness will turn into a part of your testimony. And I'm telling you from experience, I have I literally like no lie. Um no lie, um been through crap this week. Well, not this week, but last week. I was literally talking to my best friend's ex. I was trying to keep my friendship with her. I be all these emotions to go through my head while doing that. But But I found myself weak in that area. I found myself weak last week. I mean, broken. So I was like, God, I literally prayed for like two days straight. God fix me. That was literally my prayer. God fix me. It was not God use me. God teach me. It was God fix me. And then I found myself not being fixed. At all. I found myself still broken, still lost, not being repaired at all. And I was like, God, I know you broke me because, I mean, after going to church, I was like, God, I know you broke me. God, I know you will use this house to build me up for a piece, for a part of my testimony. And I will share that later on. God, I know this. God, I don't want you to fix me anymore. I want you to let me be broken because I know you're trying to prepare me for something. I don't know what yet. I don't know what you try to prepare me for, but I know you are preparing me for something. So, Lord, I pray that you, I just pray right now, you mold me, you teach me. Because I, because I want to be broken. And us as Christians, when we get to that point of God, I want you to break us. Because I know that brokenness is going to mend us. I know that brokenness is going to fix us. I know that brokenness is going to prepare us for something. When us as Christians get to that point of our life, praying that prayer of God, let me be broken. Of God, I know this is try to prepare me for something to let me be broken when we get to that place in our lives we will have a humendous change in action a humendous change in the way we talk in the way we breathe in the way we act i tell you that is something amazing about god god will force himself into our lives but we have to make him like literally we literally have to pray this prayer and confess with our mouth that he is Lord and Savior and say, I'll let you come in. He don't force himself, but he makes us but he makes himself available when we want him to come in. I'm sorry right now I get Hosea one, I guess like the Holy Spirit really spoke on this message. I just pray right now. May you pray. Dear Father, I pray right now that if anyone's broken, if anyone's lost, and if it's your brokenness, I just pray right now that your brokenness will mend them. Your brokenness will fix them. Your brokenness will teach them and, and prepare them. Lord, I love you and I thank you, Lord. I glorify you, Lord. For you are worthy to be praised, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, amen. I love y'all. God loves y'all. And have a blessed night.